when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will, will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is our text for this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. As we come now to the end of the church year, the last three weeks we've kind of looked at different parables that, that point to this time of the end times. And we've looked at, at this kind of time where there's always two different kinds of people. In the, in the parable of the bridesmaids, there was the wise, if you remember, and there was the foolish. Last week we looked at the parable of the tenants, and there, there was those who were faithful and those who were unfaithful. Well, we come to this final parable this morning at the end of the church year, and this morning we have, well, not necessarily distinctions of, of kind of people, but we have sheep and we have goats. And Jesus makes something very clear this morning. The sheep will be the ones who are welcomed into the kingdom of the Father, and the, and the goats are the ones who will be rejected, and they'll be sent away, cast away for eternity. And when we come to the end times, it's, it's often really common for people to sit in the pews and hear a preacher preach a sermon, and they sit, and a lot of times they leave wondering, well, am I a sheep or am I a goat? A am I saved or am I not? So this morning I want to cut to the chase a little bit, and I want to tell you, you dear people, you Dear Christians, you people loved by God, you are saved. There is no question about it. In faith, Christ Jesus has died for you. You belong to him. You have inherited the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, you can sit here and rest in sure and certain hope that Jesus, when he returns, he will call your name and you will ascend to heaven with him. And now that we have this out of the way, <laughs> we can sort of talk about the rest of what Jesus is getting at in this, in this parable of the sheep and goats, where he's talking about all of these things that, that sheep do and all of these things that goats do. Because if you're like me, you read this parable and you hear about the, the, the caring for the needy, for caring for the poor, for, the, for, the, for visiting those in prison, for clothing those who are unclothed, you start to say, oh my goodness, have I done enough? And all of a sudden, what was sure and certain in Jesus, you starts to, to wane away in, in anxiety and wondering if, if you have worked your way into righteousness. And that is not the conclusion we want. But see, you look around in the world, and maybe you've felt this, you've, you see all of the people who are hurting. And you see that there are a lot of people in the world who need help. We, we, we do. We live in sort of trying times, tough times. People are, are struggling in, in numerous ways, left and right. They're, they're struggling to put gas in their car. They're struggling to put food on the table. Their, their jobs that were once paying enough are no longer paying what they need. Everything is growing and rising in cost. People are struggling. 
And you look around and it seems so overwhelming. So many people need our help. But they're not only struggling in, in kind of this physical sense of the word. They're, they're struggling in a spiritual sense as well. We, we sort of live in a time where the overarching religion no longer is atheism or anything like that. But it is, it's what we call nihilism, which is basically life has no meaning. People are hurting. Loneliness following a COVID pandemic is now at an all-time high. It's an unspoken epidemic of people who feel like they have no one. There are a lot of people in need. And maybe you find yourself looking around and you're so overwhelmed with all going on that you don't know how to help. This morning, I want to introduce you to a man. His name is Brian. And Brian came home from work one day, and, and he stopped at the mailbox, as he always does, before he enters into the house. And there he goes, and he realizes the mail hadn't been picked up for one or two days, and out he takes that stack of envelopes. And he goes into his house and he sets them on the counter. He takes off and he changes from his work clothes to his lounge clothes, as we all know people do. And he goes and then he finally addresses that stack sitting on the counter. And he sits down at the table, he sets them down, and he starts opening them one by one by one. And with each envelope comes bill after bill after bill after bill. And of course, this isn't necessarily an issue. He, he pays the bills, and, and he, 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 makes, he makes them uh, the accounts balance, and everything is good, but there's still more envelopes to open. And so he starts opening another one, and it's another bill. And then he comes to this final envelope that is there, and he sees on it the heading from his church. <laughs> and he opens this envelope, and there is, is not a bill, but instead it's a letter. See, over the weekend, the church has had a sprinkler head burst, and it, and it ruined all of the pews in the sanctuary. And so this church is, is calling on its members to, to, to help in any way that they can. Now, Brian looks at this letter, and, and he sees it, and, and it's not one of disgust. It's one of disappointment. Not because the church is asking for help, but because he had just spent all he had made on the bills, and he has nothing left to give. He wants to give, but he's surely, he, he is just spent. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been wanting to help someone, but, but you find yourself just spent? You look around the world and you see all that is going on and, and, and you can't find the time, you can't find the resources, you can't find the, the energy to go and serve and love your neighbor because your time and energy and money have all been spent elsewhere. Now don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. That's not bad <laughs> to spend your time, your money, and energy elsewhere. Uh, but but, but you, you work so hard to, to, to meet the standards of the life that you live, to, to provide for your children, to provide for your family, to provide for yourself, for, for basic human needs, and yet at the end of it all, you find yourself with nothing left. 
And yet you have this deep desire, this deep want, this deep conviction to help and serve those in need. It's not a matter of want. It's a matter of ability. And by the end of doing all of the things that your life requires of you, you get to the end and you say, I just simply can't. And now you sit here this morning and you hear the parable of the sheep and the goats and you hear Jesus talking about those who helped and those who didn't and and you sit and you wonder, oh no, am I doing enough? Let's go back to Brian for a moment. See, Brian, in the midst of all of the bills, he missed an envelope. And and he finds it sitting there on the floor. It had fallen off the table. And he lifts it up and he looks at it and he reads it. And in the the, uh, the upper left-hand corner for the return address, he sees it's from his lawyer. (laughs) A concerning thing, potentially. And upon his anxiety, he, he opens the letter. His hands are shaking. And as he opens it up, he reads it. But his instant anxiety turns into this feeling of relief, this feeling of joy as he reads about this inheritance that he never knew he had had and that it would one day be his. That's a good letter. <laughs> And he reads this letter, and all of a sudden, all of the needs that he thought he couldn't meet, all of the things that he thought he couldn't afford, all of the help that he thought he couldn't give, vanished away. This inheritance freed him. Now, of course, it wouldn't be his today. It wouldn't be his tomorrow, but it was this future sure and certain hope that one day he would have enough to give. He was free. An inheritance belonged to him. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have an inheritance. Of course, this inheritance isn't one of gold or silver, of dollars or coins. This inheritance isn't one of of houses and boats and cars. This inheritance is one that is far greater. This is an inheritance that gives you and affords you the kingdom of heaven. This inheritance is one, one for you by Jesus Christ, the crucified, the one who died on the cross and who was raised from the grave. This inheritance is one that you earned and were were given in the promises of your baptism when water was poured over your head and you were adopted into the family of God. This inheritance now takes you who are weary, you who are stretched thin, you who have nothing left. This inheritance frees you from all of that. See, this inheritance of forgiveness, life, and salvation frees you from the pressure of doing enough to make yourself righteous. This inheritance frees you from the the, the pressure of of ensuring that, that you are working your way up to God. Instead, this inheritance says you do not need to work your way to God. I have already given the kingdom of heaven to you. It is yours. It is certain. It is sure. If you're wondering if you've done enough, the answer is, the question itself is irrelevant. 
Instead, the question you should be asking is, is did Jesus do enough? And you know that that answer is a sure and certain yes. And so now you can sit in these pews and you can rest easy and find comfort in the grace of God found in Jesus Christ. But not only do you get to sit here, you get to walk out those doors into a hurting, dying, and needful world. You get to go out and you are free. You are free to go and to love. You are free to go and to serve. You are free to go and help your neighbor, not because you're trying to earn your way into heaven, but because you have already attained it for yourself in Christ. Brothers and sisters, be at peace today. Go into the world knowing that that the kingdom of heaven has been won for you. Go and see those in need and and no longer feel like you have nothing left to give, but instead you have an abundance. You have this inheritance in Christ to give freely. It's not giving out of obligation. It's giving out of abundance. And so we go. We do what we can when we can. You aren't working to be saved. Instead, you are living as a Christian who has already been saved. You're not going into the world trying to become righteous. You are living as someone who was made righteous in the waters of baptism. So go. Live as heirs of Christ. Christ, who now lives in you, goes with you wherever you go. And so when you serve and love your neighbor, Jesus serves and loves your neighbor. Feed the hungry. Raise your children up in the faith. Teach them the love of Jesus and teach them to know that love. Go and and grab a, a tag from our giving tree out there and provide someone a gift for Christmas who cannot afford otherwise. Help feed our community, maybe volunteering with with Ruby's Pantry and and feeding the hungry as Jesus has called us to do. If you know anyone who's a widow who has lost a loved one, help and comfort them. Give them a text, shoot them a call, or simply just reach out to give them a hug. You, you You could even volunteer for, I hear there's a cookie walk going on. They need a little help. Help and serve and bring some Christmas joy and the love of Christ even to people who are not members of this community. All of these things are simple little ways to be Christ in the world. All of these are simple little ways to bring life to a dying and hopeless place. All of these are simple and little ways to bring the kingdom of heaven into our reality. Brothers and sisters, the end times, the end of the world, this time of the church year is not one of fear and trepidation. This is one of joy and hope and a certain future. But like that man with the inheritance, it is not all ours yet. There is a time of waiting. There is a time for us to to sit and continue pressing on in the world. But be at peace, dear Christian. 
be at peace, people loved by God, for one day we can look and we will see the face of Jesus as he comes. And until then, we can look with sure and certain hope and joy for that day. So stay awake. Stay vigilant. Stay hopeful. For Jesus is coming, and he is coming soon. And when he does, you Christians will receive your inheritance in full. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.